Hello! Welcome to Texas True Crime. I'm your host, Jessica. I'm so glad you're here with me today, and I want to apologize for not having an episode to you guys for two weeks. Let me tell you what's been going on. Some of you I know saw that I posted on Instagram two weeks ago that I was having technical difficulties and my computer crashed. Well, I sat down at my computer to get ready to record, and it wouldn't turn on. The screen was black, and you could hear the fan running, and then it would go beep, 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 then nothing. All of my notes and all of my stuff to record was on the computer, so that put a damper on things. But I got online. Luckily, HP was having an early Black Friday sale, so I ordered a fancy new computer, and it got here this week. So here we are, and I'm able to record. I tried to record on the iPad, but the sound was, well, it was just trash, y'all. And I wasn't going to make you listen to that. The sound would go in and out. It wasn't great. And so I thought, you know what? Just wait till the new computer comes, and that way they get a good quality episode. So we're back. Hopefully that won't happen again. And let's talk about today's episode. I hope you guys are all ready for the upcoming holiday. If you do celebrate Thanksgiving, hope you're getting ready and you're going to be spending time with friends and family. We have a week off from school, so I'm super excited about that, which also means that I'm going to be working on some new stuff to get out to you guys. So anyway, let's talk about today's episode. We are talking about Wanda Holloway today, the ultimate stage mom. In 1991, when this was going down in Channel View, Texas, people really lost sight of the fact that Wanda Holloway put a hit out on one of the other girls trying out for cheerleader and her mother too. It became a big joke. Johnny Carson made her part of his opening monologue. Kids at the local junior high would say, leave me alone or I'll sick Mrs. Holloway on you. HBO turned it into a movie titled The Positively True Adventures of the Alleged Texas Cheerleader Murdering Mom. It was nuts. It completely, it turned into this crazy sideshow of a case where people just forgot that this was about real people, but it was preposterous and it sounded like something out of a movie. So as absurd as it sounds, it really all happened. Wanda was born and raised in Channel View, Texas. Channel View sits on Interstate 10, east of Houston, halfway to Beaumont. It sits on the ship channel. It is an oil town, just like Pasadena, Baytown, and Deer Park. But instead of being upscale and well manicured like the other towns, Channel View is gritty. Most of the residents at that time were working class, and they really kind of expected people to stay in their lane and try not to act too full of themselves. Channel View's welcome sign kind of sums it up. When you're driving into town, the sign reads, don't mess with Channel View. Wanda grew up on the south side of Channel View, which is considered the rougher side of Channel View. Her father was a tester at a concrete plant, and her mother worked in the high school cafeteria. As you can imagine, Wanda felt like people looked down on her. When your mom is the lunch lady at your high school, that's not considered super cool. And if your high school experiences was like mine, you know how 
your mom being the high school cafeteria lady would go over. I'm sure people make comments about it all the time. So Wanda really didn't feel like she fit in. And that was the one thing that was really important to her. She wanted to be accepted by her peers. And that followed Wanda into her adulthood. Wanda's high school classmates called her an overachiever. She was an accomplished pianist and excelled in school. So that was the thing. Wanda was smart. She had a lot going for her, but she was super insecure. She did really well in her business classes. She was very involved in everything at school. She was very well-rounded, but there was one thing that she longed for. She felt that it was the one thing keeping her from acceptance. Wanda wanted to try out for cheerleader, but her very religious father wouldn't allow it. He said the uniforms were too skimpy. He even called them whorish. Wanda married Tony Harper when she was 18. Tony's family was better off than Wanda's, so in Wanda's eyes, he was a catch. Tony's father owned three gas stations, and his mother had her own business, Peggy's Cameo Boutique. Wanda and Tony settled into a typical Channel View lifestyle. Tony worked, and Wanda stayed home. Wanda's in-laws were doing very well for themselves. Like I said, they were much better off than Wanda's family. Uh, Her mother-in-law had a Cadillac. And Wanda wanted a fancy car for herself. But what she wanted was a Lincoln Town Car. In Wanda's mind, that would mean that she had arrived. Later on, you're going to see that Wanda's striving would be her downfall. And you know, there's nothing wrong with bettering yourself. There's nothing wrong with wanting better for yourself. But there's also the difference in just working hard and doing better or going to whatever lengths possible, no matter the cost, to be better when it really doesn't make a difference. And that was Wanda's problem. She was very into social status and really couldn't, I don't think she really saw what was truly important. Tony and Wanda had two kids. Their son Shane was born in 1973, and then Shanna came along four years later in 1977. Tony opened Harper's insurance and his business was doing well, but not well enough for Wanda. She wanted more. So in 1980, the couple divorced. Wanda got the house and Tony got his water skis, truck, and recliner. It wasn't a messy divorce and Tony stayed in touch and was a part of his children's lives. He had partial custody of them. And Wanda and Tony remained on good terms. Shane was especially close to his father. Wanda remarried shortly after to an older wealthy man from Beaumont. And of course, this set tongues wagging in Channel View. Wanda was obviously climbing the ladder with her marriages. People talked about her a lot, in fact. So she married this older wealthy man from Beaumont, but it didn't last her very long. She then tried to reconcile with Tony, but that didn't work out for her either. And you know what they say, third time's a charm. Her third marriage was to a man 20 years her senior named C.D. Holloway. C.D. owned his own oil field service company and his own plane. So you know that was looking good to Wanda. They both went to Missionary Baptist Church where Wanda played the piano and C.D. was in the choir. Sparks flew and the couple was soon married. They bought a house in the upscale Sterling Green subdivision and Wanda got her Lincoln Town Car just like she always wanted. 
Wanda molded herself into the lady that she had always wanted to be. She dressed meticulously. Top of the line, everything. Everything matched down to the stitching on her shoes. She was refined and well-spoken. In the words of the principal at her daughter's junior high school, she was a lovely person. This also meant that Wanda now had the means to mold her daughter into the person that she herself had always wanted to be while she was in high school. It's pretty obvious that Wanda was living vicariously through her daughter, Shannon. She made sure that she was always dressed perfectly, and she wanted to make sure that Shanna had everything that she herself did not have when she was growing up. Wanda made sure that Shanna had private cheerleading lessons. She modeled at San Jacinto Mall, and they even had matching mother-daughter outfits. I don't know any girl who wants to wear matching outfits with her mom when she's in eighth grade. One of those matching outfits was a cheerleader costume. I know if I came home and had a matching outfit for me and one of my daughters, they would gag. Just saying. But, you know, Wanda made herself Shanna's best friend. She was so caught up in everything Shanna did and so worried about how Shanna looked and the things that Shanna was doing that she put herself in every aspect of Shanna's life. Shanna really didn't stand a chance, to be quite honest. Wanda seemed, like I said, to insert herself into all aspects of her daughter's life. She even took a job doing clerical work in the high school band director's office. Shanna's biggest competition for a spot on the freshman squad was Amber Heath. Both girls were popular and pretty. They were both involved at school, and they both took lessons at Alpha Gymnastics Studio. The instructors there were certified by the National Cheerleading Association. It was high stakes at Alpha, and everyone there was serious about cheerleading. You came to practice hurt. You came to practice sick. It was also a fashion show. The girls were expected to show up in the latest fashions for cheer. The moms were there dressed to a tee. It was a show. Also, you didn't just go to Alpha Gymnastics Studio to mess around. You were expected to train, train hard, because you were getting a spot on a squad and then hopefully get into competition cheer. This was not a place to mess around. Besides the fact that Shano attended Alpha Gymnastics Studio, her mother had also converted their garage into her own training facility also. She had mirrors installed along all the walls so she could see herself when she practiced, and tumbling mats and bars were there for her also. So besides all of these very intensive lessons at a gymnastics studio, Wanda expected Shanna to practice at home also. Amber's mother, Verna, was just as serious about it as Wanda was. Verna had been a champion twirler herself, and she knew what it took to be on top. At one point, the girls and their mothers had been friends. There was no animosity at all between the girls. In fact, Shanna at one point even said that she wished she and Amber were better friends because they had a lot in common. But both mothers had ambitions for their daughters that stood in the way of a true friendship. Verna Heath even said in an interview that she was so busy being a mom that she just didn't have time to make female friends. So Wanda and Verna were pretty much the same caliber of mom and woman. 
It was just that Verna didn't lose her mind and put a hit out on anyone. Things first heated up between the mothers in 1989. Shanna was trying out for seventh grade cheerleader at Alice Johnson Junior High School. To Wanda's credit, she made sure to follow all the guidelines that the school had set out. To try out for cheerleader, the rule said that you had to be a student at Alice Johnson Junior High School. Wanda withdrew Shanna from the private Christian elementary school that she attended and enrolled her in the public junior high school, just like the rule said that she had to be. As far as Wanda was concerned, Shanna was a shoe-in to get a spot on the squad. There were two spots available, and because of all of her training, Shanna was a strong contender. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. What Wanda did not see coming was Verna Heath convincing the principal to allow her daughter Amber Heath to try out for cheerleader, even though she was not yet enrolled at the public junior high school. Verna's reasoning was that she intended to send Amber to Alice Johnson Junior High School for her seventh grade year, so she should be allowed to try out for cheerleader because she would be a student then. The principal agreed and then also allowed Verna to bring Amber to the school to pass out flyers with candy attached to them that said vote for Amber. It was a full-on campaign. Wanda was hot, and I can't say that I blame her. They bent the rules for Verna Heath, and it wasn't fair. After all, Wanda had done everything she was supposed to. But as we all know, unfortunately, these things happen all the time. It could have been a valuable life lesson to Wanda's daughter, Shanna, but instead, a vendetta against Verna and Amber Heath started for Wanda. Wanda complained bitterly about the situation to the school board about the decision and even asked parents to persuade their children to vote for Shanna instead of Amber, who she called an outsider. Wanda even talked about hiring a lawyer. There was no one that didn't know how upset Wanda was about the situation. As I'm sure you figured out, Shanna did not make the squad, but Amber did. With Amber trying out, that made three competitors and only two available spots, and Shanna ended up the one not being picked. As far as Wanda was concerned, if Amber hadn't been allowed to try out, then Shanna would have been on the squad. Therefore, something had to be done about Verna and Amber. Wanda felt cheated, and she was not afraid to let everyone know about it. The next school year, Wanda worked even harder to try to get Shanna elected. She started working on Shanna's campaign months before tryouts even began. She called Shanna's father, Tony Harper, and said that she wanted to do something special to help ensure Shanna get a spot on the squad. Tony was happy to help his daughter out, and he suggested they have pencils and rulers made that said, vote for Shanna Harper for cheerleader. Many of the students at Alice Johnson Junior High School couldn't afford school supplies, so he thought it would not only be a good way to campaign, but also be useful for the students. 
Wanda also thought it was a great idea, and so they decided to split the cost between the two of them. When the campaign began, Wanda brought the supplies to school so that Shanna could start handing them out. But she was told that the handouts did not comply with the school election code, and the vice principal confiscated the rulers and pencils. The cheerleading sponsor backed up the vice principal also. Now, Wanda was upset by this because in the past, other parents had handed out goodies. I mean, look at what happened to Amber. She came to school and handed out candy and it helped her a lot. So Wanda was really upset with this rule. But here's the thing. Instead of leaving it alone, Wanda didn't listen to the rules that the sponsor and the vice principal had set. And she continued to pass the rulers out and the pencils anyway. A special meeting was called by the cheer sponsor. Obviously, she was really irritated about the fact that Wanda didn't listen to what she said. She asked the parents of all the girls trying out for cheerleader to attend this meeting. During the meeting, one girl was disqualified. It was Shanna Harper. Wanda was beside herself. She begged the vice principal not to penalize Shanna for her own poor choices. But the sponsor and the principal would not change their minds. They said, sorry, Shanna was out. Wanda had chosen to hand out prizes in years past, just like the other parents. She was hoping that this was going to help Shanna's chances for this year, but it didn't. Like I said, she got disqualified, and now her bitterness only deepened. Now, after all of this drama at school, Shanna herself was really embarrassed and confided to her father that she did not want to be cheerleader anymore and that she really never wanted to be cheerleader. But Wanda was beyond reasoning, and she really didn't care what Shanna wanted. She was dead set and determined that Shanna was going to get on that squad, and it didn't matter what lengths she had to go to. Like I told you, uh, Wanda was working early on in the campaign. Now, this time, though, the tryouts were for high school cheerleader, not just junior high. The stakes were high, and Wanda was more determined than ever. Now, remember I told you that she took a job doing clerical work for the high school band director. She also went around asking administrators for advice on ways to help Shanna's chances of making it onto the squad. She asked, should she try to get in good with the cheer sponsor? Maybe they should become good friends. She even asked people if there was a way that maybe she could get Amber disqualified. No, she made no bones about it. Amber was Shanna's competition. She held a grudge after the last two years, and she was going to do whatever she needed to to get Amber out of there so so that Shanna could win. Now, no help was offered at school, so Wanda decided that she should contact her ex-brother-in-law, Terry Harper. Terry had had some run-ins with the law, but nothing serious. He had been charged with a few misdemeanors, but he'd never done any serious time in jail, and he'd never really done anything to harm anyone else. It really was a mystery to everyone why Wanda thought that he would murder two people for her. But I guess Wanda figured a DWI also made you a killer for hire. One police officer even said, he said, you know, normal people don't have the connections with murderers for hire. So that's why they get... Terry and Wanda agreed on a day to meet so that she could give him the payment to take care of Verna Heath. On January 28, 1999, she took Shanna to church and dropped her off. Then she went to meet Terry. She gave him a pair of diamond earrings and said, 
I can't pull the trigger myself, but I can sure do it this way. She followed that up by saying, I can't afford to do both. The mother's the one who screwed me around. The mother's done all the damage. Terry asked Wanda, you want her dead? Wanda replied, I don't care what you do with her. You can keep her in Cuba for 15 years. I want her gone. She also followed up by saying, the things you do for your kids. Like she was dropping off a sandwich after her daughter forgot her lunch. Sergeant Flynn Blackwell and Detective George Helton arrested Wanda on January 30th, 1991. True to her style, Wanda was impeccably dressed and didn't seem phased at all when they showed up at her door. She told her daughter that she'd be gone for a little bit and then the police took her away. The media worldwide had a field day with these headlines. A Texas mom was so invested in her daughter becoming cheerleader that she put a hit out on the competition. Geraldo Rivera, Oprah Winfrey, and all the other popular daytime talk shows were talking about one person, Wanda Holloway. Wanda herself even appeared on the Phil Donahue show during all this going on and made Shanna go on the show with her. The whole time, poor Shanna sits there stiffly with a deer in the headlights look on her face, but Wanda seems to be enjoying every bit of the spotlight. Tabloids from Japan and the UK were in Channel View, Texas, trying to get an interview from anyone attached to the case. It was like a soap opera. People were even buying Alice Johnson Junior High School yearbooks that usually sold for $15 were paying $50 for them just so they could get pictures of both girls. It was crazy. Wanda's neighbors thought the whole thing was completely ludicrous that she would go to such lengths to get her daughter elected cheerleader. It just didn't make any sense to any of them, but the press ate it up. It just fed into the whole stereotype that football is king in Texas and being cheerleader was the female equivalent of it. It was the soap opera. Verna Heath made an appearance on a local news outlet. Throughout the short interview, she keeps her eyes down for most of it. Speaking with a quiet voice, when asked how she felt, when she found out that she was involved in a, or she was the target of a murder for hire plot, she said, I felt numb and I felt hurt and I sank into the couch. You've really got to dislike someone to do that. I was an eighth grader myself at the time when this was all going on. And, you know, I was in eighth grade. I was pretty much oblivious to what was going on in the news. But this was everywhere and you couldn't miss it. Everyone was talking about it everywhere. Even kids at my school were making jokes about it. People turned on Wanda in the community, as you can imagine. No one thought of her as the lovely lady who worked at the school and played the piano every Sunday at her church anymore. They thought she was the ultimate stage mom who enjoyed being in the spotlight, even if it was because she was involved in a murder-for-hire plot. Things at school were hard on Shanna and her brother Shane. As you can imagine, the other kids made fun of them, they made jokes about them, and they excluded them from everything. At one point, they had both been popular, well-liked students. Shane was the drum major, and Shanna was in lots of clubs and had lots of friends besides her mom. But when news of their mother broke, the students turned on them as well. Even though they couldn't help it that their mother was a crazy nut, no one wanted to hang out with them either. Shane Harper was especially bitter about the situation, and I don't blame him at all. His college fund was spent on his mother's defense. He disgustedly told his father, it's all down the tubes now. 
which I don't blame him. Shanna Harper uh, even said that, you know, she quit wanting to go anywhere. School used to be a fun place to go. And then she hated it. She dreaded it. She was a social pariah. Tony Harper wanted wanted to take their kids to counseling to help them cope with everything that was going on, but Wanda refused. Wanda thought it was better to just ignore it and act like it wasn't happening. So Tony Harper sued his ex-wife for full custody of the children. Tony was obviously awarded the custody of the children, and they moved in with him. Tony said that Shanna went from being a bubbly, outgoing girl to a very closed-off, quiet, and sometimes even depressed girl which I can only imagine. Can you imagine your mom put a hit out on some other kid at school and now everyone knows about it? I mean, come on. It's like living in a nightmare. Wanda, of course, pled not guilty and used the custody hearing as part of her defense strategy. She claimed that Terry Harper was trying to get back into good graces with his family so that he could set her up. According to Wanda, Terry had been cut out of his parents' will, and Tony Harper was the executor of the will. By framing Wanda, Terry could get himself back in good graces with his brother by helping him gain custody of his children, which in turn would, of course, help Terry get something out of his parents' will. No one bought this strategy. It didn't hold water because Tony Harper had never challenged the custody arrangement that he had with Wanda for the 11 years that they'd been divorced. They'd gotten along reasonably well. Things would be fine. There was no reason for Tony to challenge the challenge the custody. Plus, it's hard to claim someone is framing you when there's recorded conversations of you initiating a hit by telling your brother-in-law you want two people dead. The trial was a circus, as you can imagine. Media was everywhere, camped out at the courthouse every day. Wanda showed up every day dressed meticulously, just like the lovely lady that she wanted to be, head held high, just like it was any other day. Wanda was convicted on charges of solicitation and capital murder. She was sentenced to 15 years in prison, but Wanda's sentence was overturned on a technicality when it was discovered that a juror had failed to disclose the fact that he was on probation himself. Well, by this time, Wanda didn't want to take a chance on another trial, so she pled no contest to the charges, and the judge sentenced her to 10 years in prison, which really doesn't seem like enough time to me when you're caught trying to have two people killed. Wanda only served six months in jail when she was released on 10 years of probation on March 1st, 1997. She was also given 1,000 hours of community service. While Wanda was in jail, C.D. Holloway divorced her. He never spoke out publicly, but everyone assumed it was because of her arrest. I mean, I don't want to be married to someone like that, do you? He remarried and had a son, but he passed away in 2006. In 2012, on the 20th anniversary of her mother's conviction, Shanna did an interview with People Magazine. It was the first time that she had spoken out publicly about everything that had happened to her. She talked about the depression that she suffered and how she didn't want to leave her house during those times that high school was very hard for her. She also said that for a very long time, her family didn't even speak of the incident, that they just acted like nothing had ever happened, which that seems like it would be very crazy and odd too. Sheena said that after years of counseling, she got her life back on track. 
She is a teacher and she's married and she has two sons of her own. She said that her parenting style is very different than her mother's. She said she never pushes anything on her two boys to do anything that they're not interested in. If they don't want to do it, then they don't do it. She does not want them to grow up the way she did. She also told people that her mother is a part of her life and that she does grandmother things for her boys, but they aren't very close. They don't have mother-daughter talks, and I can completely understand that side of things. I would think it would be very hard after everything that they went through for Shannon to ever really be close to her mother again. Now, Wanda Holloway herself has kept a very low profile. You don't see, you can't really find anything about her on social media. I did find something that showed a girl named Amber Heath. Well, I say a girl, she's a grown person now. It looks a lot like the Amber Heath that was involved in this, but I'm not 100% sure. If it is, she looks like she's doing normal mom things, but she does have a daughter that's a cheerleader if she is the correct Amber Heath. So maybe y'all can find her. I don't know. Thank you for listening today. And thank you for being patient and sticking around after two weeks of no episodes. Uh, hopefully, we won't have any more technical difficulties and I will be back on a regular basis with you. I would love to hear from you. Tell me what you think about this whole crazy scenario. You can find me on Instagram at Texas True Crime Pod. You can find me on Facebook at Texas True Crime, or you can always send me an email at Texas True Crime Podcast at gmail.com. I even got a great email from a listener. I appreciate it, who gave me some, you guys have all given me some really great ideas and I'm working on those. So please know that when you give me those ideas, I'm working on them. I've just got things lined up, but your ideas that you share with me will, you will hear them. And also someone just checking in to see if everything was okay. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, be ready for next week. I'm also working on some new ideas. So hopefully we'll get those going soon and I'll share it with you soon. I will see you next week and happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Bye.